Yo, I remember Sunday mornings back in 1996 Right in front of the television, mama can't tell me shit Do the dishes, boy, rocket power on, let me skip Nah, never said that, I ain't crazy, let's reminisce Chubby boy trying to figure out life and play his part Voice on TV asking me if I'm afraid of the dark Nah, never was, help me grow into something proper Beating beats, got him screaming out, ah, I'm a real monster I got in the sports late, you never would see me dribble Mama gave birth to a genius, they calling a Didi Pickle I'm in Dexter's lab, trying to check out them death toys After that, chilling with Ralph, making fun of the head boys Pop's not around, I'm learning from Uncle Phil and Bill Cosby I get in the situation, they got me 25 Still awaiting my letter from Hogwarts Yo, this 90s kid is still like a child of some sort yeah. Hello and welcome to the Massive Mediocrity Podcast. I am your host, Max Kesselring, and I'm here with the co-host with the most, Fraser Kesselring. How are you? Good. You're talking like you're someone's asleep. I'm, dude, it's because it's 1035 on a Sunday night and I got roommates and I'm trying to be somewhat quiet. All right, chill out, NPR. <laughs> dude, we got a sleepy household here. Dude, I don't, don't matter. I'll get, I'll get hyped up. I, it All doesn't right, we'll matter you your up. tone. It doesn't matter your tone. I'm still going to come in at like 11. <laughs> we need you at 11. Have to. Have to be at 11 at all times. Just finished <laughs> the blowout. Absolute massacre. It was a slop. Houston Rock. I think they were saying that's the third time Houston's ever lost by more than 40 points. <laughs> 40 or more points. Ever? In their history? I think I think ever. Jeez. Don't that quote me bad. on that. That was really bad. They For got who... embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's crazy from last game to this game. It's just such a insane difference. I'll tell you what happened. Steph, Steph motherfucking Curry happened. <laughs> That's Steph what happened. Curry this game. showed up. Steph motherfucking Curry shoulder shimmied his way <laughs> right back into shooting form. <laughs> Has there been, been as many small guys just talk as much shit as Steph Curry, who's not physically imposing in any way? See, I don't know if he talks shit, though. Like, he he stunts on people. He stunts on dudes. Like, Steph Curry is not going to bark at people, but he's going to launch a corner three, turn around while the ball is in the air, and stare down the entire, okay, but <laughs> entire after opposing a- to bench. Yeah, after he made a layup, though, he went to the crowd. The play was not even over. Like, mid-play, he goes to the, like, right underneath the basket and goes, this is my motherfucking house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, get back on defense and then do that. <laughs> but he's, like, not talking shit to the other team. It's more like fire up stuff. Mm-hmm. And But he also, and he'll stunt on people. But, like, he's not super vocal, really. He's what gives them energy. Like yeah. he gives the crowd energy. You can hear the whole crowd going. <gasps> I've never Dude, heard more. when he when he pulls up, it's yeah, exactly. There's so much awe in what he does, and people were saying after game two, like, is Curry injured? Is Curry playing bad? Both were probably true. Mostly that I think he just points was playing bad. Honestly, uh, you know, he can get bottled up sometimes in the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't think he showed his best colors, but he showed up tonight with a big Dude. 30, what was it, 35 points, 35 points. 
was put 35 yeah. points tonight with a big plus 24 point differential. Yeah. And it came off like he, he was he was relatively efficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, he started out really, un- but I mean, crazy cold. Hit, like, yeah, he was really cold in the beginning and people are saying like, is he okay? And even I was like, dude, not looking great right now. He was one but, of six in the first quarter. Yeah. And then he, I don't know if he missed a shot in the third quarter. I'm serious. I really yeah. don't know if he missed a shot in the third quarter. The Warriors I'm not just were up being by funny. Tw- 12 at half, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, going to the third quarter, the Warriors are known as the best third quarter team in the NBA. And they showed it. Third quarter, they they annihilated the Rockets. They to, did. To win a game. After, so last game, they lost by 22 points. In this game, they come home and win by 41 let's just let that sink in 40 soak in one sink sink in or soak in sink it in baby sink it in like steph curry's threes <laughs> um i was looking at the box score by the way at some of these mm-hmm. names that played on the rockets last game i don't think these are real players last game or this game where did they go there was. It looked like there were creative players on A. Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, A. Jackson. I think he's a made-up player. He's like that dude you make in two K. A. Jackson, the <laughs> dark black. <laughs> oh jeez. But now some of these they had to pull out the the deep the deep bench for tonight's Yo. game. Yeah. Draymond Green, seventeen rebounds, six Putting assists, ten work. points. Six assists, 10 points. Played a great game. I think what really helped them get off to a good start, because they were honestly struggling pretty hard, was Andre Iguodala, um, he gave them the defensive versatility that they needed and gave them a good offensive burst cutting to the basket. And his aggression to like dunk the ball every time and get underneath the hoop helped them stabilize. Because they weren't shooting great, but they were getting good cuts to the basket. And that's what kept them in the, be- in the beginning ahead. From the Rockets' perspective, what did you see what happened to them this game? What changed from last game to this game? I think they were taking too long to get into their offense. I think the biggest thing is a, f- a few things. So they were really sloppy. They had a ton of turnovers. Um, they had 19 turnovers today opposed to last game. They had 13. And, you know, two of them came at garbage time. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's one of the the main differences. Um, they didn't they didn't force Golden State to turn it over as much either. Um, when you are turning the ball over a lot, you're missing layups. Granted, they were contested layups that Houston was mm-hmm. missing, but when you miss those and you allow Golden State to get out in transition, because the way the Rockets are set up, they have you know Chris Paul or James Harden at the top of the key, and when they're driving. They have people in both corners. So at that point, you have two people, in, two wings in the corner. You have uh, Chris Paul or James Harden, usually James Harden going to the basket. And then you usually have, you know, Capella or some other rebounder, like kind of trash crashing the boards a little bit. So when you have like four people back and you miss that layup, it allows the the Warriors to really get out in transition. And when they're getting out in transition and they're, you know, they're hitting those open threes or, you know, Durant's getting easy layups, stuff like that. Like, just, you know, go to sleep. 
because like that's it you know then you lose by 40 (laughs) that's just like you can't do that type of stuff against the Warriors and expect to win and that's a few of the things that they did well last game um along with you know PJ Tucker um shooting out of his mind uh what's his name Eric Gordon played really well last game he had 27 points this this today he only had 11 um yeah, so I think that was the main one of the big differences, and along with that, the fact that they were taking too long to get into their offense. Um, it's not that they're playing isolation; that's how they play. You know, they isolation basketball is just what they do. That's what got them the number one seed. But and even the Warriors last, are isolating a ton too. It's not yeah. just the Rockets. No, no, no. I don't get me wrong. Like people are saying that that's the issue, which is crazy because if you watch the Rockets play all year, this is what they do. It's not fun basketball. And when it, it when their shots aren't going in, they're in trouble. Um but the one thing that they did really well last game was they got into their sets a little quicker and that allowed them to um just there's more room for error there's more um, room for movement there's more room for passing there's more room for getting the warriors in foul trouble and making them chase when you start Mm -hmm. the basically the offense late in the shot clock what are you doing because you only have to make you can only have the chance to make one or two passes right so the warriors only have to move for one or two passes you gotta start your offense earlier so that you can make the the swing pass. You're not even able to make the swing pass if you do it that late in the shot clock. You're limited. You're limiting your offense. You're limiting your options. Mm-hmm. So last game when they were moving the ball well, it got other other guys involved, and that showed. I mean, it's a home game, so you expect like your role players to play better. But Ariza with 19, Tucker with 22, and um, Eric Gordon with 27. Those guys scored more than Chris Paul and James Harden, basically. You know, they were... That's what carried your team, and it was somewhat unsustainable, in my opinion. I did not think that was going to carry over to tonight's game because you know that your bench and your secondary players don't play as well at home, on the road, and you're when they're the Warriors, your guys like Livingston and Iguodala, and you know you can actually get minutes from a guy like Nick Young tonight. You know, um, Quinn Cook had a lot of points. Yeah. Say what you want. I thought Nick Young played all right defense. He does. He's, his defense is okay. I don't... He's he still... I don't trust him. I don't think you should I don't ever trust, trust him, him either. <laughs> no, he's not someone you want to count on, but when he's on, you know, he played pretty well for only scoring five points, I think. Um, yeah. His minutes were not bad. He did not play bad. The co- I, You know what I really liked? The combination of Looney and Jordan Bell tonight. They I thought that, that was defense. a really, really strong move by uh, Steve Kerr to to get those guys more minutes. I mean, they didn't play a ton of minutes, but combined they played, uh, you know, 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though Jordan Bell didn't score any points, he was a presence on the defensive boards and he was a presence um, defensively. He he, uh, he 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 did a really good job defending Chris Paul and James Harden. Honestly, I think you have to give the Rockets credit because they're so versatile and they're so quick that you have mm-hmm. to play guys like Looney, like Bell. You can't have old, honestly, players that came with their feet as well, like David West. David West is great in offense and moves the ball well and is a good contributor that way. But 
you need defense versatility and speed when you're playing the Rockets. So that was smart, I think, by Kerr to play them as much as they did. Looney got in some foul trouble early, um, some some silly stuff. But, you know, I think it was just too much firepower tonight for the Rockets. So going forward, what do you think? The Warriors already have one game on the road. Um, if they win every home game, they win the series. Yeah, I think they close it out in six. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. That's been my prediction. Um, I yeah. think they win next game, lose game five, and then win game six at home. Um, I think that's what's going to end up happening. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. It might end sooner than that, though. I it really could. I I honestly you wouldn't see be them surprised. Winning the rest of the game, sweeping the rest, winning three yeah, straight, kind of getting five on the road. Um, not to try to overreact too much, but. It depends a lot on, honestly, if the refs swallow the whistles again. They didn't I think call a let, ton tonight. They let a no, lot go. And they didn't call a lot on either end. I, I mean, both teams combined, you know, Golden State shot seven, 18 foul shots and Houston only shot 13. Last game, Houston shot 27. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors shot 22. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, the last game, all of Houston together shot more than, or Houston alone shot more than all of this game. Pretty much. Um, And that is a big part of how the Rockets play. Uh, I mean, they're really good at hunting for those those foul calls. James Harden's the best person to ever do it. Um, He (laughs) really is. Ability. He's yeah. good at drawing no. fouls and being slow. He is. No, he he yeah, he has elite stopping power, which is weird. He's like the the best at stopping, which is best really crazy. Best breaks in the NBA. Yeah, it's really cool. Um it's not my cup of tea, but I respect what, you know, respect that he's elite at it. What do you think the Rockets could do to change uh this momentum that you think the Warriors are going to get? Is there some sort of strategy or some sort of Thing they need to change that would help help them going forward. Um, a lot of it is kind of it, it. You know, if they tighten up a bit, um, as far as not being as loose and sloppy with the ball, that they need to do that. They need to go back to initiating their offense a little quicker, and it's really dependent on how their role players hit their threes. Um, and I think that's it. You didn't really hear any anything about Capella this game. I feel like. I think Capel played the best though out of pretty yeah, much all did. the Rockets. No, he, he, he plays he well, but plays you didn't really rim. hear about him. No, I mean he true. only he got twenty-two impactful. minutes. Yeah, it's we gotta like see more minutes out of him. Honestly, I think he yeah. should play more. You play him even on a guy like Draymond. Like play, he can guard around the perimeter. I'd like to see more minutes out of him personally. Yeah, you gotta um, get him at thirty minutes. He's gotta play thirty. He's gotta play thirty. He's got I mean, they're 30. playing really short rotations, too, honestly. Yeah. I think Bob Mute, I don't think he. you can play him. I think you play him zero minutes. I don't think... I think he's unplayable. Yeah. He 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 seems shook. You play... He can't... He, he can't do anything with the ball. He's not a creator. He's not playing great defense right now. He can't shoot anymore because his shoulder is injured. Or I, I forget what's exactly... His confidence... Yeah, it's it's like his shoulders. He, mm-hmm. he said he's dislocated his, his shoulders like twice dunking the ball or something like that. What? I don't know. I'd re- I wish I, I had don't that know. problem. That's he's, like a he, pretty good... You can't, play, you can't play him right now, though. 
especially he, he 15 minutes. Yeah. What did he play last he, game? Last game he played seven. Yeah. You get, that's that's more along the lines of what I'd rather see. Seven minutes. You just can't play him. I would like to see Anderson get some more minutes, honestly. Oh, I, I, I don't think know how he's doing. Up. He's going to get attacked. I would I would recommend against yeah, but, that. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, like, Jeff Green isn't very good. Right. Jeff Green is trash on defense. And I no, think Jeff Green's Anderson better than Anderson. You think Jeff Green's better than Anderson? On defense, but Anderson's a significantly better shooter by like a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think you already know that you're going to, you can't really match up fully defensively. So I think you just try put Anderson, at least see what happens with Anderson out there. I don't really see what they have to lose. Huh? Yeah, give him some more minutes. Especially in game five where like the odds of you winning aren't great. That's probably your best chance at winning. If you have to, if you don't win game five, it is over. Legitimately, it is over. <laughs> yeah, and I don't see them winning a, a game in Oracle. That's, in, in my opinion, that is a great home crowd. Your bench players aren't playing as well as I've said it a million times. I don't expect that to happen. Yeah, they've won sixteen straight in Oracle. It, yeah, good luck in right, the playoffs. Mo- in the playoffs, let's move on to Jeff Green and the other series. Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> they won their last game. So now the series is two one Boston Celtics after three, um, but that Talk means the home team sleeper. has won every single time. Excuse me. Talk about another sleeper, Snoozeville on that game. I saw it coming from a mile away. After the first quarter was over, I was like, "Oh, it's over. Game's over. No way. No chance." Celtics come back in this in this game at least. Um, I could see still see them having a chance of winning the series, but not that game. Nope. <laughs> And it wasn't yeah, anything Celtics... standout either, honestly, from Cleveland. You know, they just played good. They didn't play great in any way, in my opinion. Watching the game, yeah. I was like, this is like very normal basketball, and they just played pretty good. Yeah. And the Celtics um, played bad. The Celtics are a totally different team on the road. I did like that they played Larry Nance. Yeah, I think they, they played more him for lineups. energy. Yeah. I thought that was a good move. Um, I mean, the big difference was George Hill played well. Mm-hmm. He played amazing George in the play- first quarter. He was their entire offense in the first quarter. He either assisted or scored on almost their first like 10 or 11 points. I think you that good? was a big difference. Yeah, <laughs> that was it was a, a long big, yawn. Sorry. It's a big yawn. I'm like, Fraser, you got to talk. This is your time. It's your time Dude, to it's shine. 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> we got work tomorrow. I know. Um, yeah, man. Boston's not very good on the road. That's like nothing new, really. Um, didn't really expect Boston to win that game anyways. Um, Their that's shots the were... team that the team shows up for the most when they lo- when they go down 0-2. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the lower seed's always going to show up for game three. If you don't, that. that's like a really, really bad <laughs> sign. That's well, like, yeah. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> it's pretty impossible to come back from 3-0, unless you're the Boston yeah. Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, even no, I'm saying even if it's like a close game, that's mm. not like an amazing sign. You really need them to show up. <laughs> I expected LeBron James to show up, though, at home. You know, he was super efficient. He only took 12 shots. <laughs> He was 8 of 12 from the field, um, but plus 31 yeah. on the floor. I mean, he was pretty dominant. Um, 12 assists, you know. He was getting steals and blocks. He had four total. Um, he was no, playing... He 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I just put them together. <laughs> nice, yeah. Two plus I, two. Reading other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they did give Larry Nance. You're right on that. I think playing the Larry Nance and uh, Tristan Thompson together is a good move. Um, the The problem with that is not a ton of shooting. Um, I think that's a move that they could keep going for. Uh, but LeBron has to keep shooting at that same clip. He has to be a high, um, high percentage three point shooter at that point, um, because you're having two rim runners at that point, um, and they kind of do similar things. But I think for the Cleveland offense, they need that. They need that intensity. They need that you know rim runner um, to kind of suck the defense in to allow their shooters like Corver. Corver's been the second best player on the Cavs. This postseason, basically. Uh, dude, Love's been pretty good. Okay, Love's been pretty good. Uh, okay. He's been their number three. Corver needs to get more minutes. Corver's been great. You got to keep playing Get Corver. JR out of here. I know. <laughs> I mean, he had 11 points, but who cares? Like, get him out of here. Let's JR talk about is that trash. Play, though. Let's talk about the, that mm-hmm. playing game, too, where he shoves El Horford in the back because he's a piss. He's, like, pissed off, and he shoves him back. What, what, were your, what was going through your mind when you saw that? He should have gotten tossed. That's the most dangerous play in basketball. And when you do it on purpose, you should get tossed. Uh, There's not like, I don't really get any argument for anything. Don't suspend him, but kick him out of that game. You can't, he can't play. You can't have him in there after that. Um, And even after it was decided by the NBA that it wasn't like, an ejection in that game, they went back and looked at it and still wasn't a flagrant. That's uh, so I think he should have been kicked out for the initial game and not suspended. But the fact that he didn't get kicked out and didn't get suspended, I don't really understand, especially when he himself said it was a, a flagrant for like he did it on purpose. He was he's, upset. he's a he dirtbag. He's done that. He is so a dirtbag. He's a complete dirtbag. If he, he would have gotten no thrown out of that game. If he would have gotten thrown out of the game, it would have been the third time that he got thrown out of game during the playoffs in Boston. It's messed up. The third time. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I Because last year he slapped Jay Crowder in the face and like knocked him out. You remember that? Yeah, he's a completely dirty player. I, I can't believe that people don't talk about him as a dirty player in comparison to like Pat Beverly or someone like that. Yeah, or Draymond. You know, or Draymond. Yeah, they're not necessarily dirty players. They're just they work hard. And whereas me, that kind of play is way dirtier and could injure someone and end someone's career, basically. You could push someone, they fall incorrectly, break their ankle or dislocate their shoulder, and their career is t- totally changed. That happened to Andrew Bogut. He dislocated his elbow, and he hasn't been able to shoot since. Yeah, yeah shoot with like the other hand. Basically. <laughs> Um, push shots now maybe that's what jr needs to do that to ben simmons so ben simmons can finally shoot with his correct hand (laughs) kevin or (laughs) what's his name yeah kevin o'connor he backed me up (laughs) kevin obamer i wish he did that to like kendrick perkins back in the day or dude actually just do it to uh robin lopez and Serge Ibaka, those dudes will actually punch you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Like, they will legitimately come over and punch you. Can we talk about Chris Paul for a second? 
Sure. I know, like, this is... But you were talking about dirty players. How about the fact that Chris Paul wound up and gave a full elbow to Kevin Durant's butthole in game two, <laughs> game three, and no one... Yeah, game two, and no one said anything. That was It was deep. barely brought up. Dude, he full wound up, dropped KD to his, like, knees with that freaking butthole shot. <laughs> he it's hit him so area, man. hard. That's dirty, literally. Dude... That Charlie Welling dirty right there. Charlie Welling. Bar of soap. No, bar he, of soap. A bar dirty. of soap. Oh, so dirty. <laughs> so dirty. It's a long time listener. That's a throwback That's right a there. That's a throwback reference. <laughs> Actually, we beeped all that out, so I guess that kind of like confirms what the beep out was. So anyone who was like... <laughs> Beep. All right, we'll beep that yeah. one out too. Nah, no, nah, we're not leaving that. No. But yeah, no one talked about that. Chris Paul is a dirt. He's a freaking dirty. He's a really player aggressive too. player. He pushes people all the time. He goes over and just walks to people and pushes them. He's got that little guy syndrome. Yeah, he's right, low sorry, key. We can go back. To, we can go back to the Celtics. Okay, so the Celtics are up two one though. Second game mm-hmm. happening in Cleveland. How do you see this series going? What do you project this series going forward? Who do you got at least? Let's start with that. I think it goes seven. I think Cleveland wins game four. Celtics win five. Cleveland's win six. Celtics lose game seven. Oh. <laughs> That's my feeling. That would be very sad for the Celtics fans. I know. I don't know, man. I really, I'm not totally sure. I think it goes seven, and I think Cleveland wins. The funny thing is, so. Shout out to Dylan Leitner. He's a good follow on Twitter. I don't know what his Twitter handle is. He always favorites and retweets us on the Masters of Mediocrity. He calls good me looks, up. Good Dylan. Good looks, Dylan. Uh, he calls me up while I'm in work Friday at 4 p.m. Because <laughs> he knows he's he needs someone to talk hoops with while he's driving. He's taking a oh, long yeah. drive. He needs someone to talk sports about. So he calls me. He's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, hey, totally working. Can't talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's fine no worries i just wanted to catch up and talk hoops i was like i would love to but i can't he's like all right one question though who you got who you got in the celtic series i was like i got Cavs seven hey you got the Cavs is he a lebron seven. fan no, i don't know no he's a uh just sports fan. new jersey nets knicks fan i think he's a nets fan yeah he's a nets hey, fan. him and josh lamb narno Dude, shout out to Nets fans. Good luck for you guys for the next 10 years. I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> Not great, but the best player in the series almost always wins. And LeBron James is in this series. It's kind of hard to bet on his team. LeBron's shown that he can win a game seven on the road in the playoffs. He's going to show up. He's shown up in every game, even game two. Um, when they lost by 13 points, he still put up 42. He put up 42, 10, and 12. That's an obscene stat line. <laughs> 42, 10, and 12, and lost by 13. Yeah. <laughs> so That's nuts. I just, I, I, I like what the Celtics have done, and I'm, but I'm just, I was never going to overreact. I, this is even before they won game three. They were down 2-0, and I still think the, thought the Cavs were going to win the series. Um, you can't overreact in these series. When you're a sports fan, you get very emotional. Um, but what the playoffs has taught me is that every game is independent. 
from the other. So you have to kind of come in with a blank slate and think what could possibly happen. Think of it like a coach. Think of it, you know, more objectively and not momentum is is game by game basis. Momentum is not a series thing, in my opinion, um, because teams can win by 20 and 30 and then the next game lose by 20 or 30. For example, in both these series, it's been double digit losses in almost every single game. I don't know what happened in game one of the Celtics series, but in every game of the Warriors series, it's been a double-digit win, and every game, for the most part, in the Boston series has been a double-digit win. So that happens all the time, um, and I projected that in the beginning of the Warriors series. I was like, I think this might be close. It might go six, but I think both teams are going to just dominate in respective games. It'll be a 20-point win, a 20-point win, a 20-point win, basically back-to-back-to-back for different teams. And that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Do you agree with that nah, statement? Or? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I, I don't totally... I mean, it is game by game, but um, there are definitely some trends. Um, one would be uh, when the number one seed gets blown out in game one, game two, they tend to, you know, do well. Um their winning percentage is crazy high. Uh, you know, game three, when the team that is down has their back against the wall, you know, they tend to win that game. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a few uh, trends that I think definitely a f- you need to look at. But as a whole, I, I totally agree with you can't overreact, um, you know, just because you get blown out in game one that doesn't mean you're going to get blown out in game two it's every game is independent in that in that fact yeah um not 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 in game two but i think as the series as a whole so like if you get blown out in game one that doesn't mean you're done for the series Mm -hmm. um it's probably going to affect the next game but as a whole i think you can't overreact and these series Um, are so so long there was like four or five days four days rest in between game two and game three of each series that's yeah. a lot of rest. That, it, and that don't really even... helps the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, that helps the Cavs a lot because they need to rest. They don't have a ton of players that I would even want to play. I think you play Z- Hood at zero minutes. That dude sucks. Said it since the trade. He's Hood shook. or hit. Yeah, Hood didn't play at all. But now you Hill Hill or Hood? No, Hill's fine. Rodney Hood didn't play didn't any play. minutes last game. Yeah, but he played in game two. I, he cannot play. He cannot play. He put takes yeah, terrible put mid-range months. jumpers. He's not good. Um, Clarkson, freaking 18 minutes last game. The dude's trash. Um, I, I really don't like Clarkson's game. I think you run with your seven players. Your seven players are James Love, Thompson, Hill, Smith, Corver, and Nance. But, dude, they're so much better after the trade. Look at how they totally reshuffle the deck. Their team, they say Cleveland saved their seeding, man. They, they're, they're set up for success now that they traded and they got all those new assets. So put it on LeBron. And I still don't even think Larry Nance is that good, but he's just a decent option. No, he's a decent energy dude, but he LeBron has just been rolling with his dudes. Yeah. You can't tell me... The 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 Cavs wouldn't be better with Jay Crowder right now, <laughs> right? Jay, Jay Crowder's not even that. Well, so these these are the guys I got rid of. He's Jay not Crowder, even that good. I'm just saying. Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade. Um, who else did they give up? 
Those are the main guys I can remember. But like yeah. Dwayne Wade had a resurgence. Derek in the Rose. Derek Rose is actually okay with yeah. the Timberwolves. I mean, the and locker room was toxic, but the those lo- players yeah. were, were better than what they got back. Oh, and especially like if you think about what Cleveland got for uh, Kyrie now. Oh my sweet baby Jesus! They got, they got like fleeced. the least. They got like the eighth pick or something. Is that what so, they happened in the draft? Yeah, they ended up with the eighth pick. Larry Nance, <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson, and, Ro- and and George Hill. No, George Hill was a separate trade. It's true, but that is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And Boston might have gotten the best player out of that draft. Right? Well, Kyrie Irving, obviously. No, 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 no. Like, the pick. Like, oh, no, I'm thinking of something different. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Yeah, yeah. They got Kyrie. They definitely got the best player. But I'm just saying, like, out of this this past draft, they got Mm -hmm. the best. They could have potentially gotten the best player. So, great things are on on the horizon for uh, the Celtics. Yeah, I think the Celtics are, right now, they're up 2-1. They got to be happy with where they are. Um, I don't know how much this is really going to change. I think Rogier is a totally different player. The rest of their team is a totally different player at home. They might win all their home games, but I think they're going to lose all their road games. Um, this is going to be a back-and-forth series until Game 7, where I think LeBron James is going to be too much. And I'm not sure if there's anything they can really do. I think the lineups they've been playing have been fine. The coaching's been fine. They've been kind of playing okay. Last game, they just missed a ton of shots, a ton of open shots. They're getting the same shots. Cleveland's still not good at defense. Secretly not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it's a secret. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Secretly, they're, yeah. they're just not good on defense. Yeah. but No, dude, they're going to flip the switch, man. They're just going to be good at defense now. <laughs> Your dumb person no, voice not. is quite ridiculous. Thanks. Is that like your ESPN's personality voice? That's talking head voice. Talking head voice? No, oh, that's like... No, your Nick Wright that, voice. No, that voice is like the... Uh, the hive mind... Twitter hive mind. That's what it is. <laughs> it's Speak- Twitter hive mind. Speaking of Twitter... Let's just run on all of our social medias that everyone needs to be following. Follow us on Facebook at The Master of Mediocrity. Follow us on Twitter. Frazier's doing great stuff on the Twitter. The Twitter's been popping I, off these playoff games. You got to get on there. The Masters. Not to toot my horn. I think it's been pretty good. Mediocrity Pod on Twitter. Instagram, The Master of Mediocrity. Leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review on any podcast player. We love you. We need your five stars. Give us the love. Give us the love back. Still waiting. Still. It's been like six months. I've been wanting to send someone money for a review. And no one has written. Maybe I'll put it on Twitter saying like if you leave a review and like send me a screenshot, I'll send you some cash. I think I could get. I think briberies work better when it's in print. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Might have to do that. Sounds good. Last, last, ask any person who's ever kidnapped someone. You have to leave a note in different size letters. That's how you get the most amount of money. I don't oh, okay. think I would love to see like a double blind study to see like what gets the most amount of money. Whether it's a magazine letters. Or, or just like a typed or, out yeah. or handwritten. I would like to see those three. Handwritten, magazine, 
uh, typed out to end typewriter. <laughs> I think those four would get the most amount of money. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what we get back on Double the Masters of Mediocrity. Yeah. Was it Mediocrity Pod Instagram or uh, Twitter? Yeah, pretty sure. Okay. Mediocrity Pod. I think I have like I think we're up to like fourteen followers on there. <laughs> Heck yeah, let's go, dude. The Twitter's still hot. You need to get on there, people. Dude, go to the Master Mediocrity on Twitter. It's funny. It's, it's funny. It's honestly, it's it's pretty fucking funny. I get upset that I don't get more love because some of the tweets are pretty freaking good. Dude, we got thirty-two followers. It is Mediocrity Pod hey. on Twitter. Mediocrity Pod on Twitter. Hit us up. Hit us up. All right, everybody. Um, Frazier, you got uh, Mr. Ball caps for us? Yeah, we're finally starting to post stuff again. So use TMOM at checkout, all caps, T-M-O-N at checkout for 15% off all your goods, all that good, good. Um, definitely putting out some heat, some new heaters, sending out some new jackets, shirts, hats going up on the daily. So check it out. Um, use TMOM at checkout for 15% off. Get at your boy. Get at your boy. All right, everyone from the t- the Master of Mediocrity. Peace out. Peace out.